1: We've hit the Baker's Dozen on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. And this week, I've got the oldest rookie, Stu Tompkin, on the line. Stu hails from Chester, but he now lives in North Wales. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure to get Stu on. Um, He's been watching wrestling longer than me. So he had some great stuff um, to talk about the early days, where he used to watch it, which you'll find out as you uh, listen to today's episode, who his favourites are. Um, Who he gravitated to. He's very much into mid card wrestlers, as you'll see, not the big guys that you always uh, hear people talking about. He likes mid card wrestlers, it's an affinity for them. So, yeah, here we go, episode 13, my lovely, loyal listeners. Well, it's my honour and privilege to have on for episode 13 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Stu Tonkin, the oldest rookie and newest referee in Britannia Wrestling Promotions. How's it going, Stu? Not bad, Stu. Yourself, mate. Yeah, Stu and Stu. <laughs> it's all, it's yeah. all good. It's all good, mate. Now, uh, I'm obviously going to get into how you've become a referee as we go along, but I want to know when did you first start watching wrestling? I always open with this. This is my opening uh, line every time. When
0: I, first, when I first started watching, well, it's going back a lot. Well, I'd say a long time now, um, probably I was about, about 10, so 34 years ago, I um, used to watch World of Sport with my dad every Saturday, um, so that, you know, that, was, that was the initial, watching wrestling back then, you know, in the old days, Johnny Saint and uh, Pat Roach, Kendo Nagasaki, Big Daddy, Giant A-Stacks, all that lot really.
1: Bit of Alveda Zayn pet there with old Pat Roach.
0: Oh yeah, indeed
1: it was. Yeah, there we go, great show that was. Um, who who were your favourites? know you've listed a few that you watched there. Um, who were your favourites in world of sport?
0: <sighs> to be honest, no one really, because like, it's such a young age. You just watch it for what it is. You know, big be guys beating each, each other up then before you, you knew any better. Uh, but obviously, I got, I got to witness some of uh, the, the British legends. Obviously, I watched Johnny Saint, uh, McManus, and them, and they were just like doing things which were you see now and you're like, wow, how have they done that? So it was just people like that just. Drew the attention to wrestling back then. It was just fantastic to watch. Like I so said, I was fortunate. Uh, I probably would have been about twelve or thirteen, and World of Sport was on down at D-side Leisure Centre. Oh, I had a right. show on there, and uh, you know, I met I met Big Daddy, Giant A Stacks, and you know, a couple of the others, and that was that was it. And that was sort of what gripped me into wrestling.
1: Awesome, man! Awesome. Did you did you get into WWF at the time or WCW?
0: They came along, WCW came along a little bit later on, um, but WWF I probably started getting more into, well I probably got into it, probably would have been about 16, so probably about 1990. Um, A friend of mine that I met through school, he was living on the local barracks, RAF Sealand, his dad worked there, so we were fortunate enough, we were able to go into the NAFI and watch all the pay-per-views back then, so obviously... You know, Survivor Series nineteen ninety was a big one, wasn't it? So
1: Take that's her. Really
0: where, you know the WWE yeah. yeah, WWF came along then. Um WCW was sort of slightly before that I remember seeing um uh surface thing before it obviously he went the other way. Like so it was sort of a mismatch of them all. I never really preferred one over the other and then you know, it just sort of evolved. WWE became bigger than everything, didn't it? So.
1: I bet it was cool watching the uh, pay-per-views in, in a big group in the Navi as well. Like, I, bet, I, bet, I bet it was brilliant. It, it, it was never a big. It was
0: never a big group. It was just the <laughs> two of us. We just basically had free Rome. Yeah. No, no one...
1: no one else nav- was there. Yeah, like the
0: no deal. Like, said right there. There. No, no. The Navi's like, yeah, you can go have the room up there because obviously we're like two year sixteen-year-old lads. And all the squaddies and all, now that, and that, and that. We're watching that, we're going to play snooker and everything. So we literally had the, the free room. They just the people in charge of the naffy would come and lock up at the after the show, had been on.
1: Bloody brilliant. No, that's that's an interesting yeah, answer. That how oh, you? Interesting answer, like you know, I haven't had that before. So yeah, man. Uh, who did you who did you like around that yeah. time over in America? Who floated your boats, you? Uh,
0: I was always, you know, i vary varied through different stages, but I've always been sort of slightly accustomed to the darker side so obviously take you when he came along seeing him in 1990 was like oh my god what's this guy this is just awesome but obviously before then i was watching more wcw so it was like the steiner brothers were just phenomenal things they were doing were like How have they just done that you know you've seen the frankensteiner and stuff like that and like their moves that you shouldn't be doing because before that it was just sort of big striking moves and then the next thing the steiner brothers are doing these Hurricane Runners and Frankensteiners and all this sort of stuff, and you're like, ah, that's not real. So sort of that they they sort of hooked me big time, and they would sort of took me on this ride of tag team wrestling. And obviously, when you saw it, watching WWF, then you had Legion of Doom and that, and yeah, you know, I was just hooked. Awesome. Um, but for single single wrestlers, yeah, the single wrestlers, obviously, the take taker was the, the one because he was Survivor Series, was one of the first ones I watched as well. So that really sort of drew me in it was like wow what's this person who is he you know it's like wow and it just took me on a ride obviously from then to now you know it's always been there I don't think I've missed a Wrestlemania where uh, he's been on it unfortunately never seen him live but you know, I've seen every single one the taker's been on so I've
1: been I've been lucky in that respect I won't go into what I've seen <laughs> but I've, uh, uh, I've, heard
0: some, I've heard some of your previous podcasts so I know you've, heard, I know you've seen a couple <laughs>
1: yeah I've been very lucky in that respect to see obviously yeah I won't list him you've heard him you know it's not about me so <laughs> who who else did you like just maybe extend on it who else if, I mean like I say if, if, I was never really chasing one wrestler I just loved watching what was going on yeah Um. Is, through the years, I mean, there's been certain wrestlers probably outside of the norm of what normal people are like. I used to love Hardcore Holly. I thought he was just phenomenal at what he did. Um, you know, and everyone goes Hardcore Holly. So yeah, I mean, his standing drop kick was probably yeah.
0: They go on about Randy Orton's, but Holly's was probably the greatest standing drop kick I thought at the time. And so you know, people like him always go sort of wow, you're mad. Steve Blackman is another one. Just things that they did made them different to everyone else.
1: I was never sort of mainstream. <coughs> Excuse. You were looking yeah, you were more like the lower card and the mid card guys then. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I've, I've I've never really sort of, um sort of jumped on the, the bandwagon or such of the, the the big card, you know, the main main events and that it's always been the ones doing the graft at the bottom end that sort of went, Wow, that that, that was something different.
1: Both both tough guys as well, as we've heard many times. Yeah. Oh, there's nails.
0: Oh, totally,
1: totally. Yeah. What sort of matches? It, it? I
0: mean, they say they
1: to... Carry on, say carry on, Stu. I keep jumping. You carry on. What you were going to say? Sorry, mate. No,
0: no, no, no. They say, I mean. They had to do. They, they were doing something different outside, outside the box, really, weren't they? And as uh, I like said, they, some people call it stiff, but you know, people know you. you know, you'd made contact, and you know you're doing it right. And um, some some people like that. Some people don't. but they all had their own style but you know Hulk, Holly and Blackman you know, they were doing things that others hadn't done and then Blackman had some exceptional matches with Al Snow as well because they were both they were chalk and cheese they did things totally different to each other
1: Good uh, they, had, they had good careers I mean Hulk or Holly was there for numerous years wasn't he? Yeah, you know, totally He had, totally a, he had and, a long career and it, uh, Yeah, I like know you said,
0: and he
1: carry it on I keep jumping in yeah
0: sorry we both could yeah I mean obviously then you know he had the, the run with the hardcore title which sort of basically made hardcore Holly who he was and then they brought in Crash Holly and the storyline sort of drifted off a bit didn't it but uh, I, know, I think they were, he was a mainstay for a good 10 years really hardcore without being main event standard he was putting out decent matches in my opinion so
1: what what match types did you like then and you can go back to like the the, the uh, 80s the early 90s if you want or you know more current more current well, to say, I, mean, I,
0: used to, I used to love I used to love the world of sport matches you know, where, you know it was sort of three five minute rounds and that sort of stuff There's just something a little bit different about that whereas now it's all this one it's all one fall when you do go for it just shows a little bit more you know not more stamina but thinking outside the box is it a points win is it trying to get a technical win rather than just you know smashing your mouth and try and get a quick pen. So that's why sometimes you prefer like the two out of three falls and that sort of thing where there's a little bit more to it. Yeah, a bit
1: more depth. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's
0: fine. So you can probably tell more of a story in the two out of three falls than you can in a single fall, can't you? So it's well they've just you can had an angle, you can work a body part a lot longer.
1: They've just had they've just had it on this week's NXT UK, haven't they? They've done a uh, the, yeah, you know, yeah. the old the old rules match, which is uh, it was good. It was good to see. And, uh, well,
0: that's, I, th- I think they're going to do more stuff like that I think to just keep people more interested in, you because know, it, it does get a little bit repetitive some of the stuff so they've got to spruce it up with old ideas as that's what it sounds it's
1: good, good for the American audience to see that style though I suppose isn't it
0: oh yeah I mean TNA TNA so on well, impact they tried something similar didn't they They had the, the, the grand champion or whatever they called it a couple of years ago um, and that was a, a three round match sort of five minute rounds. Uh, so you can win a round lose a round and still go on to win the match or you can lose two rounds and win the match so it's a sort of a twist on the old british style um but they sort of lost the way a bit with it but it was, the, it was a good idea what they were trying which didn't seem to get everyone's juices flowing so to speak
1: right i'm going to go into your career now because you've not be, you've not been refbing yeah. long but what what are the origins for you getting into the into the business yourself how did it come about Right, right, I'll have to take this back a bit,
0: um, 21 years old, so 23 years ago, I was in a nightclub in Wrexham with a group of lads to played football with and said, I fancy you go all that wrestling, you know, and they all call me an idiot, a clown, a buffoon, you name it, I was called it, what are you going to do that for, blah blah blah. so yeah, I sort of laughed it off and didn't think anything of it, because there's no schools about at the time, wrestling schools as such, so went on the back burner and I had not my eldest lad was born not long after. Had a couple more kids come along with, got married, jobs, blah, blah, blah. In any case, last year, um, I took the youngest lad to watch uh, EPW. It was probably the year before, actually. went to watch EPW in uh, 2017 at Chester. Uh, Nick Oldish was on it. Magnus, for those who don't know who Nick Oldish is. Yeah. And there was a, a re- there was a wrestler on there, a mass wrestler, and he was doing stuff off the top of the cage and stuff and my lad's like
1: wow look at him he's amazing and it turned out to be pyro yeah um pyro
0: turns out to be a local lad that went to school with my eldest lad so we found out he was on britannia shows so next thing i took me lad to watch britannia shows and we basically went every show for a year uh and then they said oh we got a rest of the school so oh, yeah i'm a bit long in the tooth for that now the next thing i see this seminar with johnny saint I fancy going to that, not being known what's going on. I think seminar questions and answers, that sort of thing. So my eldest page from a bir- from the 44th birthday present to go and have a seminar with Johnny Saint last November. Brilliant. A week before the seminar, I get I get a message. Don't forget to bring your training kit. Training kit? What do I need training kit for? So my first ever training session in a wrestling ring was with the British legend Johnny Saint. And it's like Wow, that was something special. From growing up watching him at 10, 11 years old, to so actually having a first training session with him, now, a lot of the lads up there on the day, like like to Joey Marcus, Dougie Matthews, you know, I'll call them by that name, but obviously you've got uh, Matthew Douglas and, well, excuse me, and Zach. They were there on that day and said, why don't you come along on Thursdays and give it a go? So I started going to the North Wales Dojo in, in Real tanya wrestling every thursday and here we are nearly a year later still going in the meantime um we've done some carnivals through this year and what have you i ended up refereeing at some of them um got involved with the rumble match this year and um, was asked to be a referee outside the ring eddie dennis kindly put a chair over my back because i told him he was eliminated which <laughs> was a bit of a buzz really eddie dennis, <laughs> wwe nxt uk star you're out Whack, chair shot, nice one. I thought, yo, that what, that's ace. I really buzzed off that. And then from there, done these carnivals this year. Um, Steve Saxon, founder of Britannia, um, Pitbull, they both sort of said, do you fancy having a go to the reffing? There might be a spot coming up, complications, uh, people need to do this. I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. So the Alpha Gen tournaments. Um, a couple of months ago, I uh, reffed three my first couple of matches. And uh, I've done a couple more since and, yeah, love it. It's something different, something I never thought I'd do. But, yeah, really enjoyable.
1: Really enjoyable. Fair play, mate. Fair play. I, I Just to take it back to what you're saying, I obviously look when I was younger at training, but it was the same scenario as you had all them years ago. Uh, didn't have the schools. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have the schools, did we? These young lads now are so lucky. It's brilliant. It's brilliant for them. And it, it's That's g- it, mate. That's it. You'll have to get yourself down one week, Suey, we? you know, it's only
0: down the coast it? it's not a million miles away. Get yourself down on a Thursday and have a have a training session
1: with us. They'd run, they'd run rings around me. You'd run rings around me. But uh That's
0: what I thought twelve
1: months ago. Yeah. It's in, it's incredible, like fair play. The
0: invite's always there. I I might have to take
1: you up on it, you know. Um, get I'd, yourself down, give it a go. You know, it's 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 one of them things you think. And you'll expect
0: you'll experience things, like, how would you do that? That's not right, you shouldn't be able to do that, but you know, it's just like, wow, and then, like I say, it's, on, start of
1: November this year, it'll be exactly a
0: year since I started. Brilliant, like mate. I say, I'm, I'm just loving it, mate, it's just such a buzz. some of the people you meet, it just, just takes it on board, you know
1: what I mean? Who, who do you like? Who, I know you don't need to, you know, have favourites and all the rest of it, but who, who's, who's very good on the, uh, local scene, in your estimation? Oh,
0: uh, basically anyone that's appeared on the Alpha Gen, on Britannia Wrestling's Alpha Gen uh, show is next level. They are going to take British wrestling forward without a shadow of a doubt. You're talking the local guys of, you know, uh, Zach and Matty, and then obviously you've got the guys from over on the Wirral, you know, the likes of Craig West, Paradox, who were just phenomenal. You've got Connor, um, Rye, the two Ryes, and uh, Layton, just as, as a as a faction, there there's something about them. I don't think they'll be hanging around too long. I think they'll be going places. Of them for as a faction, um, and Matty and Zach, the the work they put in and the training, you know, there's so much potential right across uh, the local scene and further field. Obviously, the Liverpool lads and the Manchester lads, um, they all work so well together. I just think the future of British wrestling is it, it's in safe hands with these guys at the moment. To be honest.
1: Craig Craig West made a valid point. He said everyone wrestles differently when he's been having these matches.
0: Yeah, totally, uh, totally. I mean, refereeing, you get to see you get to see it a little bit more, you know, and you know, like this style that and this style and but the they, the styles clash, but they work so well together. I mean, I, I the the fortune of refereeing uh, Craig versus Dougie Matthews at uh, the last Britannia show. Two totally different styles, but the match. It was seamless. It was, you know, you got you got Craig doing, coughing drops on chairs outside the ring, and then you got Dougie seeing it off with a ripcord um, clothesline, and you know, it, it just it just works. It doesn't matter if the styles are a million miles apart. The way the way they've got these lads are telling the stories at the moment is just fantastic, to be honest.
1: I can't, I can't wait to see what happens. I just you know, just just hope they all get to. The top, the top of the business, like it's good, it's, it's now's the time, isn't it?
0: Oh, t- totally. It's, it's totally. I mean, there's, there's so much potential. Um, like I say, with the schools that are there at the moment, uh, the talent coming through them, you know, the, the world's the oyster for these guys these days. You know, um, what? A couple of years, I'd say. Some of the guys that I've seen at Britannia, I'd be amazed if they haven't, if they're not an XT box. Yeah, you, know, you got the your Alpha Gen champion, Jack Griffiths. He's doing stuff over. Yeah, he trains with Marty Jones, um, and some of the stuff he's doing is I'm watching it going that defies gravity, you should be able to do that. Um, but he does, and then you've got other guys around at the moment that you know they're, they're spreading the wings, they're traveling about, they're not just doing stuff in this country, they're going abroad. So, you know, everyone's there. I mean, like I say, I'll say go back to paradox again the, the four lads of different styles almost, but they come together as a as a, a unique group and it just works and uh, I'll be interested to see where they go over the next few years I think there's potential as, as a faction purpose built um, to go somewhere and do something big
1: um, just to like just to like you know widen it who who are you in over in America in the States Japan who, who you know established talents now who, who's floating
0: oh. your boat there oh i have various styles that you know, not styles but, uh, if someone does something that i like i like it you know so i mean there's you, know, you can't you can't not like uh, will osprey you can't not like pack um, flip gordon uh, marty's girl your know, people like that are doing things that i think they're all outside the box they're doing things definitely to everyone else uh, over in america you know Various people do various things well and differently. I mean, he go got WWE, NXT and all that sort of stuff. I love Aleister Black, just because, he's, again, he's one of these dark sort of characters. I'm loving the angle Bray White's going at the moment with The Fiend and all that. I think that's really exceptional. It's whether they allow him to play it out properly. That's the problem with WWE. I think if he was at Ring of Honor or AEW or somewhere else, they may give him more scope to, to twist it a little bit. I think the range might still be a little bit too tight in WWE, but, your time will tell on that one. Uh, as of Japan, I don't watch much Watch much of uh, New Japan on that, to be honest. I mean, I don't get to see much wrestling, uh, hectic lifestyle kids and
1: everything else. But I watch what I can when I can, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, just one of them. It's,
0: uh, I mean, I love, obviously, again, there's another tag team, the uh, Lucha Brothers. But I saw, obviously, Pentagon and um, Phoenix as solo competitors first, and I just... Love what they did. I used to watch them on uh Lucha Underground. Yeah, obviously before Ricochet was there as King uh, Pew or Prince Pew Money, and they had Johnny Cage and all that lot over there as well. And obviously they're over on Impact now. So just interesting how they're all sort of moving around a bit, but they're all ending up at the same places at the same time. So
1: uh,
0: there's so many. Oh, it's
1: crazy. Like you say, it, it, it it's trying to watch. It's trying to watch everything, isn't it? It's just not enough
0: oh, yeah, hours. Totally not enough totally hours totally. in the day, is there? No, I mean, I was fortunate. I went over to, I went up to Glasgow the other year for Fear and Loathing Ten, um, and that was exceptional. I mean, I was at, um, at the the hydro well, yeah, well, yeah. At Night that was, uh, and then then fortunate to end up in the cat house with them all after for the after show party, and um, obviously met BT, gone, um, Jester, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, I was fortunate to be to have a, a chat with Lionheart, you know God bless his soul. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. But what, what a fantastic bunch they were. You know, I mean, I had a seminar earlier this year um, with uh, Lewis Gervin and Joe Hendry, and they said, "Yeah, you know, where would you go and what match would you like to do if you had the chance?" And they said, "Anywhere in the world." Said, "Anywhere in the world with any group company." He went, "Yeah," I said, "I'd love to have." a triple threat, ICW, BC Gun, and Jack Jester, and they're like, really, yeah, he goes, could happen, <laughs> I'm like, it's one of the things that could happen, not likely to happen, but could happen, but, you know, they're the sort of guys, because I've met, and you can, sort of, put yourself in their shoes, because you've been lucky enough to meet them and have a drink with them, or, you know, they're almost real. That a real person rather than someone you just see on telly.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. What that sounds. I get you. No, I get you, man. It, you know, I've obviously met met a lot of people over the years. Yeah, majority, majority, yeah. absolutely brilliant. There's been the odd, there's been the odd not bed like but it's you know they're <laughs> they're few and far between, aren't they? I'm saying it. But you know the ones that want
0: to talk and that, and those yeah,
1: yeah. that don't. In in the main, yeah, in the main, the pro wrestlers are brilliant with with the fans. They have to be. Yeah. We, uh, you know, well, we pay the wages at the end of the day, so that's it, you know, it? that's totally, it. Totally. Uh, Stu, um, some tips on reffing,
0: if if you will, if you would. T-
1: tips
0: on reffing? just for I'm someone still getting who tips myself. Just, for, I mean, like I, say, like I say, I haven't had many matches, um, so all my information sort of far has come from like uh, Max, uh, Jonathan Goodman. Uh, James Greenwood, I've had, you know, been talking to them, getting some tips off them. Obviously, the likes of other wrestlers, and that, I've spoken to them. But tips: speak to you, speak to the, the wrestlers before the match. You know, just get the low down Anything you need to do, you know, anything that the ref's participation. There's things you need to know. Um, obviously, you know what, what each person's finish is, and what you're looking for there. But it, it, personally, I think for a good ref is keep out the way. If, you, if if you're not having to do too much, or if you're not having to get in the way, if you're in the way too much, you, you spoil the flow. So just keep just keep the space. Um, know where they're going. So if you know they're got which corner they're going to feed into and what have you, it, it helps to stay out of their way. So allow their match to flow as much as possible. Um, but yeah, but I mean tips I was given. Um, make sure you've always got a towel <laughs> ringside because it gets hot in that ring, no matter what you think. <laughs> And get yourself a watch because you need you need to keep an eye on the time right okay because obviously every match has got a certain time yeah yeah um, have a watch time it and just make sure you talk that to the the wrestlers and tell them you know how long they've got you know because sometimes in a, in a match you can just flow and flow and flow and before you know it. you're eating your time up and you still got half a match to go but you've only got a quarter of your time so it's just just, just talk to them simple as that but yeah stay out of the way and let them flow and they'll do they'll do all the hard work you just got to do the uh, the tidying up basically do you
1: have to be do you have to be conscious of all the cameras at events or does that not does that not play into it
0: Uh, well we have hard camera and we have uh, roaming cams at Britannia I mean like I said we've only done Britannia shows at the moment Um, you know where they are but if you start getting over-conscious about a camera then I, th- I think you're going to then get in the way of the wrestler because you know they're going to feed to a camera they're going to feed to us they're going to feed to a corner and if that's camera side then that's fine for them but if they're going to the other corner you're going to have to be in the way of the camera so I don't don't worry about it too much if it happens it happens it, it, it's more of making sure you're not spoiling the overall the show the, the view of the fans if you're still in the same spot all night then the fans are going to be like I haven't seen because the rest stood there so you got to make sure you're moving enough so you're not blocking someone's view in my opinion
1: what, what events have you got coming up Stu what's on the old uh, uh, timeline
0: well I say I, have, I haven't got my name out there as of yet um, but um, I've got, we've got a Britannia show on the, the 5th at uh, Frith Beach um, I think it's called Against the Odds or something like that I'm, I'm terrible with names that, that's, a, that's another big show um, uh, sort of Alpha Gen we've got a sort of Money in the Bank sort of uh, gauntlet match going on, there's a tag team matches, there's a contract signing between uh, the Dogs of War which is uh, Pitbull and Dave Faulkner and they'll be taking on two of the members of Paradox but that match is actually taking place the next night over at Wrestle Island where the Dogs of War, uh, the uh, Paradox is sort of based over it that way that's one of their, their main, main strongholds so to speak because our last Alpha Gen show there's probably about 15 to 20 Wrestle Island fans came over to support Paradox, so it's uh, so we're probably going to return the favour and head over that way and support Dogs of War. It yeah, so should be an interesting one. But yeah, the night before we got a, a show on at Thrift Beach, so it's uh, tickets still available. Get in there soon. Um, but yeah, it should be a good show that on the fifth. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all going well. I think I'm. I think I'll be there to uh, referee a couple of matches again. Nice one. Might get my name out there and see if anyone else needs. That's it. Like
1: spread your spread your wings. Hopefully, mate. That's it. Yeah, that's it. it? You know, am if, if I'm about and I'm about, and if I can help out, I'm always happy to help. Like I say, I, ne- I never went into it to be a ref. No, no. The main
0: reason I always wanted to always wanted to do the wrestling. Um, I was a little bit old, and I thought. I do it for my fitness. And it's just sort of progressed to where we're at now, and you know, I'm loving every minute of me lad. Um, he's eleven. He. he started going training on a Saturday to RWA in Runcorn with Andy Baker, cracking and wrestling school, all that, uh, especially for the younger ones. Um, you know, people like Rabbit Riley, um, Harry McKenney, Matt Fox, they take the the young ones from like age 8 up to like 13 and t- teach them the basics and how to do everything safely. Unfortunately, we play, I coach my lads football team as well which play on a Saturday now so we started coming with me to Britannia on a Thursday he we loved it as well so as long as he's still interested and he keeps my interest going and my buzz so uh, it's it's turned into a family thing
1: Brilliant absolutely absolutely brilliant I love that it's great mate Uh, Stu just going back a bit now what were your favourite pay-per-views years you know years gone by favourite
0: pay-per-views Survivor Series has always been a one when they had the, the proper Survivor Series sort of matches yeah yeah, you know, the, the five on five and love them, and um, because it go either way, you know, was, you never the outcome was never what I expected half the time. But then I, I sort of went off the boil with that because it got predictable. Then then all of a sudden we had this elimination chamber, and I was like, "Wow, oh, what's this all about?" And yeah, you know, something about that where it's a little bit edgy, a little bit a bit more extreme than normal. But I think I probably I'd probably go towards more extreme matches, you know, the TLCs, your ladder matches, your, your cage matches. Um, if you want to start throwing in monster ball matches with uh, Abyss and stuff like that, you know, I, I like something a little bit more extreme than your standard match to be fair.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. I liked the uh, I liked AJ Styles and Abyss like 2005. Some of the oh, the, yeah, the cage it's, match it's back then, yeah. I'm trying to think of the name of the pay-per-view yeah, But it was yeah. when they were in the cage Oh my Unbelievable Incredible Yeah They,
0: they did a couple though didn't they round about then and they, Yeah They were just they had like, the, the Monsters Ball match And then they had the, the Halloween mask matches And they are just phenomenal What they were doing back then Because the, the size didn't make any difference I mean the way AJ worked at the time It was just next level back then Never mind
1: yeah, man. I just—he's in a backstage capacity, isn't he now with bit
0: Yeah, it's, uh, that was a strange one, that. But same with um, Jeremy Borash. He was—he's uh, he's backstage somewhere at uh, WWE, from what I heard, wasn't he? So uh, he's, got, he's got a lot of people going from that. Well you get a lot of wrestlers going from WWE across to Impact. It seems that the backstage lot, like Borash and some of the others, come the other way. So, there's obviously something there like Jeff Jarrett, I think, is uh, saying a couple of things these days as well, hasn't he, since he's been accepted back? So, uh, yeah. Be interested to see where that goes.
1: Yeah, it will be. What about um, what about favourite matches of all time, Stu? Oh, God, no, Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, uh, probably one of my favourite matches. Uh, I mean, I say countless Undertaker ones are always up there, but probably the one that stands out would be. The Undertaker, Triple H, one. Um, it was WrestleMania, it's the end of an era.
1: Yeah. Don't lose We dropped. Yeah, we dropped out, but yeah. it was just you. You yeah, ripped just, uh, you're uh, up to the end of the end yeah, of an yeah. era.
0: Yeah, I think I think it was a phenomenal match. Um, you know, obviously, I ended up with uh, Triple H, um, Shawn Michaels, and Undertaker on the top of the ramp. And almost you wanted to wish it was the end of the year, and it they sort of stopped there, but they keep coming back. And I, th- I think the uh, it, it's it's losing its appeal. So to speak. Like I say, there's been other matches which have been right up there um, without even trying to be. Uh, but obviously, you've, you know, Hell in a Cell, the phenomenal, you know, the the one everyone remembers, the uh, Taker and Foley. I was just watching that when it was live. it was like. Oh my God! What's happened there? You know, he's he's dead. Um, and then for to get off and carry on, it's like that's just ridiculous. Um, but some of the matches I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed Ultimate X matches in uh, TNA.
1: Yeah, they're just they're, they're just mental. You know, you get like uh, Amazing Red, Low Key, and uh, Sanjay
0: Dutz, uh PD Williams, all of their best, and obviously throwing the uh, Saban and Shelly. You know, you're probably talking some of the best high flyers who didn't actually make it, almost. You know, and uh, some of the matches they put on over there are actually phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, like I say not something I could do. High flying, not really in my repertoire. Even though I try a moonsault. Do you? But, uh, you, you just got to. Um, uh, pr- oh yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Trying a moonsault, standing oh. moonsault. Off a, I'll go for a Vader bomb into a standing moonsault, which is quite different. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, I am I'm. shouldn't have said that it's just a bloody old fair play to you because I I wouldn't bloody try uh, it's,
0: it. it it's just something I
1: thought uh,
0: you've got to try something on you so yeah uh, that's what it was it's a uh, I was trying to work something different and I thought yeah Andrade does a, a moonsault moonsault I'll do a Vaderbomb moonsault <laughs> so I'm just, just just getting I'm just trying to get the the moonsault straightened up now that's the main problem but no it, 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 it's interesting it's Keep
1: put, keep working it. He'll get will get there eventually. I'm uh my my favorite of all times, Bret Hart. I've obviously said this on, on pre, previous episodes, but uh,
0: yeah, several, I, several times. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh my, uh, meet meeting him. Oh my god, I, could, I couldn't get my words out. Believe it or not, which is uh, a bit crazy, really, because I, I like uh, I like to talk. Well, they sometimes they, they, well they
0: sometimes say don't meet your <laughs> heroes, don't they? Because that can't happen. You're like it's yeah, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? You meet someone you've always wanted to meet, but you you can't say one thing that you want to say. So yeah, I imagine that would have been a bit frustrating as well for you. you know.
1: Scott Steiner, I was absolutely bricking it going up to him. He was nice, nicest one of the nicest blokes I've ever met. Just yeah. you, you hear stuff, don't you? Like his reputation precedes him, and then I met him. He was he was brilliant, like. Like sound ch- yeah, I mean, you, you chatted
0: chatted away. You find that you find that in the local scene, no, but you know? say so you you hear so many things like, oh, oh, you don't want to, oh, oh, don't like it, oh, don't like it. Half the time you find out they never even spoke to him. <laughs> like, it's just yeah, bollocks. You can't like say that about someone until you've actually spoken to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, that's how rumours start, and you know, and I'd rather get it straight from the horse's mouth than there uh, than the uh, third party information these days. It's, it's, it's like Facebook gone wrong isn't
1: it it is, it is a little bit yeah I was just like just going on to some current uh, stuff just like some of the stuff you read yeah. like that Melts has written um, especially right. in regards to Luke Harper I put a little thing up today you know um, he won't be back blah de blah he's back with the company he'd never left he'd never left but uh, you know people yeah. you think people have got insight when you know the lights of Melts he's got no insight on that because he's got it wrong
0: uh, it's, it's just he's heard a rumour somewhere along the line hasn't he and uh, he, he's sort of dragged it out of uh, proportion
1: again. This, this is why I won't again this is why I'll just do interviews you see I don't want to be doing like yeah, yeah. stories I just can't be arsed with it because half the time it's wrong
0: that's, that's it you, you, if you got to do something like that you've got to put I believe in my opinion yeah you know, make it it's only what you're thinking it's not fact but then you say something like that and then someone What do you mean in your opinion? How's that right? And it goes wrong any case, so you just just keep it to a fact and just see how it goes. Do
1: you think do you think Braille'll get the belt or do you think his character supersedes the belt just to go back to break? You said you like the fiend character. Oh god
0: Don't know where they're gonna take it. Don't know. Um obviously I'd love to see him with a belt but how are they going to do it I don't know I don't know who are they going to let him take it off there's so much story to be told still isn't there and obviously is he going to have a proper feud with um Balor or the Demon it's got to happen that's another story isn't it it's got it yeah, a... but, are they, but the, the Demon's never lost the, the,
1: the, yeah
0: Finn Balor the Demon's never lost does it so it's like how are you going to pull that one off um
1: I think that's a WrestleMania. Yeah. I think that's a WrestleMania next year, you know. Yeah. That's when I would save that that's... for, and I'd like to think they would.
0: Yeah. Um, are you going to throw it into the mix? Are you going to go for a totally dark storyline? You may as well throw in Alistair Black and, well, let's have The Undertaker in there one more time. Four of the darkest entities in the in the WWE.
1: I'll tell you what, Stu. And then, I just can't believe... Can't believe he's still going. I know it's only you know it's very fleetingly when he's in, but I, d- I thought after thirty, I was there for that. I thought he was finished. Yeah, I thought that was that. You know,
0: it should have been. It should have been. Um, but it's No, than that one with, uh, with Goldberg was wasn't pretty.
1: Oh no, unfortunately, he was very pissed off. Apparently, wasn't he yeah, it,
0: it, it was it was, a, it was a it was a combination of a lot of things. Obviously, it was really hot out there, and but uh. Yeah, it's you don't want to point fingers, at accusations either, because you know they're, they're both legends of the sport, basically. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't the prettiest of matches it could have been. You know, it probably was 10-15 years too late. But, uh, you know, they're the sort of matches that I don't want to say that the not not the smartest cookies out there, but you know, they're the sort of matches they want to see because yeah, they're yeah. the names they want to they're see. Throw
1: in, they're throwing, they throwing that
0: there's a lot. Maybe, of... a, Kev, maybe a Kevin Owen, Sammy
1: carry on Stu sorry no carry on I'm jumping in
0: said maybe a Kevin Owens yeah maybe a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match is great for the mainstream to watch and everyone's like yeah that's a good main event because to be fair they could pull off a great main event but in Saudi maybe they they don't those names don't hit them that's why we're getting the Triple H matches and that's why we're getting the Goldberg Undertaker matches because they're 10-15 years behind where everyone else is so they want to see their matches. Maybe in ten years' time, the headline events out in Saudi Arabia will be Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, the likes of the ones that should be doing it. That are doing it now, they'll be doing it then, just to allow them to catch up. That, 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 that's just sort of my opinion, as I say. I, mean, I just think maybe they are that little bit behind because maybe they've been restricted on the viewing over the years and not seeing it. So it could just be them catching up to where they want to be, it's just... or maybe just the names that. Everyone wants to see once, and that's it. they will going to see him once, and that's
1: it. It's just how lucrative it is, but you know, obviously, it's pulling in more money than WrestleMania, yeah. isn't it? But we're not, it's not necessarily. They're not. Yeah. Re- they're not very good, are they? The cards, in my opinion. No,
0: no. And, then, then you, and then you. then you do the, the the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. Like, yeah, okay, but you, you allow, yeah, politically allowing someone from the area to win it. It's a, it's a strange one but yeah it's, a, it's, it's all for ratings and you know merchandise sales and everything else you know not, not, not being hypocritical you know it's a business at the end of the day they've got to do what they've got to do but sometimes for the, the general fan they nah, they wouldn't find a chance of winning that to be honest but, but that's how it goes what's best for business as they say <laughs> yes
1: yeah but we yeah, have good yeah <laughs> That's the uh, that's the moniker in it, but uh, so, yeah, that's it, it. Right, Mr. Tomkin, the oldest rookie and the newest ref in Britannia. Thanks for coming on for episode thirteen. I appreciate your time tonight. No
0: well, th- thanks for having me in episode thirteen. Very apt because my lucky number as
1: well. <laughs> um, have you got any social attachments? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That you want to plug before we go.
0: No I've just got my own Facebook at the moment and I I haven't really looked at anything else at the moment I'm probably I've, There's a there's an app out now isn't there um, Turnbook or Babyface or something Wrestling You've got to get on and that I've got all the local wrestlers on apparently. Yeah I, I'm on it And then I've just seen that they do the refs as of today Or so, well, yesterday I've seen that So I'm going to get myself on that um, I might set up a, a Twitter just for me be refereeing or something To keep that Sound uh, Separate to me own personal stuff Because obviously I do football and stuff But yeah Nothing as of yet, but uh, if you need to see me in action anywhere, your Wrestling Promotions, I'm normally there.
1: Good stuff. So once again, thank you, Stu Tomkin, coming on for episode thirteen of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Podcast Network.